the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Jailed Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich has been charged with espionage in Russia and has entered a formal denial. Evan Gershkovich was detained by members of Russia's state security service, the FSB, 10 days ago whilst researching a story about the Russian mercenary group Wagner in a city a thousand miles east of Moscow. Officials accuse him of gathering what they say were state secrets about a military complex in the area, citing media reports that Mr. Gershkovich had now been charged with spying. The Wall Street Journal, in a statement, called such charges false and unjustified and demanded Mr. Gershkovich's immediate release. The BBC's David Willis reports that in the Russian legal system, the filing of charges and a response from the accused represent the formal start of a criminal probe in the case. More on these stories at srnews.com. Hugh Hewitt believes we'll see crazy coverage. I I mean, you're going to be so sick of this trial. Trump trial, day minus one. I'm already sick of it because nobody... It it was 24-7 around the clock. When I read the headlines, you'll, you'll realize it's like an avalanche is descending on American media, like a presidential campaign. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Check out SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com is the best streaming platform out there, and it doesn't require a monthly fee. SalemNow.com, executive produced by Salem Media Group. It's AM 1280 The Patriot with your weather update. Sunshine for your afternoon today, high of 62 degrees. Tonight's low reaching 45. First Sunday, 50% chance of rain in the afternoon, partly sunny with a high of 63 degrees. Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg coming up. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy and now overly expensive institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which for the past 22 years, 22 years, 21 years, has been dominating the world of things that I'm interested in writing about here. Uh, Everything from history to music to, well, yeah, a lot of Minnesota politics and a little bit of everything in between. Hope you can join me there at shotinthedark.info every weekday morning and sometimes the weekends as well. Worth a shot. Well, you never. I mean, never say never. And, of course, this broadcast in its 20th year now officially uh, after the 19th anniversary or into year 20 of dominating all Twin Cities weekend media. Going to be a big show today. It's always a big show today, bigger than most. We're going to be talking uh, at the bottom of the hour with Ray Haynes, talking about the subject of the national popular vote. I'll give you a spoiler. I'm opposed, but we'll see if there's anything new under the sun when it comes to the idea of the national popular vote. It should be an interesting discussion. We'd love to have you join in on it at 651-289-4488 for that and every other subject that we have here today. Also, second hour. We're going to kick things off with a uh, interview with Sam Sorbo. Perhaps you've heard of her husband, uh, Kevin, from Mound originally. At any rate, the Sorbos have a documentary, uh, Irreligious Nation, coming out here right now. It's actually out on uh, Salem now, and it's, it's going to be a great watch. Actually, I have it at home. I'm going to be watching it next time I get an evening at home uh, by myself, which is not tonight. More details on that later on in the broadcast, but. Also, we're going to be talking about uh, perhaps my favorite, well, I was going to call it a troll, 
But really, it was fact. I mean, this past week, Twitter uh, created a kerfuffle in the mainstream media by calling national public radio uh, state media, which it is. I mean, okay, I mean, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but we'll talk about that premise when we come back, as well as talking about the kerfuffle in Nashville this past week when a, quote, gun control rally, end quote, uh, spilled out onto the floor, spilled, uh, bum-rushed the floor of the Tennessee state legislature and the participants, including three state legislators, proceeded to shout down the rest of the legislature with bullhorns and a chanting mob and were amazed, shocked, shocked, well, not so shocked, shocked to find out that they were being expelled. But uh, it was it was a crisis not to be wasted. They turned it into allegations of racism that, uh, well, well, you're all being gaslit about that. The Republican Party in general, conservatives in general, Tennessee Republicans are being gaslit about what happened in Nashville. And we are going to equip you to set that record straight. Also, I have a special guest coming up at 2.30. A titan of intellect who has promised to set me straight on issue after issue after issue after claiming that I uh, eschew the use of fact in this broadcast and that I will be put in my place. Uh, This person, actually potentially two people, have promised they will be here to show me how it's done. I always look forward to being shown how it's done by online uh, sock puppets. So this will be interesting if if they pack the gear to show up. I slay me. I said, I said, if they pack the gear to show up, I, I know I get, it's just as funny the second time. We'll see what happens here, folks. Uh, if they do, it'll be, no, not the first. There'll be a second time because one of them did show up and then proceeded to completely lose their mind on social media and get blocked. But, oh, it's not what I like to see. But we'll do the best we can here today. I will try and stand up with my feeble little pea brain against the one potentially two titans of intellect who have been challenged to put me in my place, to hit me with their best shot, to fire away. Sorry, I'm having an 80s seizure here. At any rate, this past week, we were favored with learning the true meaning of democracy. Not once, not twice, but three times. We were told that true democracy means agreeing with the bureaucracy on matters of choosing of psycho, not psycho, of of pharmacology. Oh, no, no. Senator Tina Smith said that the fact that the uh, state legislatures are passing laws regulating the trafficking of abortion drugs like mifepristone are an attack on democracy. Because nothing says uh, attacking democracy like a democratically elected body uh, regulating the effects of a bureaucratic decision. That's Tina Smith, yet another titan of intellect representing us in D.C. So that's one of the meanings of democracy, which we may not have time to get to today. But this is what democracy is all about, is the supremacy of the bureaucracy over elected state legislatures, according to Senator <laughs> Tina Smith. And, and let's be honest. Well, we'll have to be honest because God knows Senator Smith never will. She earned her spurs running an agency that profits from abortion. There's no gentle way to put that. She profits from the practice. Prime parenthood profits from the practice. Three quarters of their revenues come from abortions in one form or another. Senator Smith got her start running the abortion mill. Connect the dots, people. So that's one definition of democracy we learned about this past week. Uh, Second definition of democracy, uh, crashing a legislature with bullhorns and chanting and shouting down the rest of the proceedings and defying the lawful order of the legislature's sergeant at arms to please disperse and leave the room or face consequences, that's democracy. Shouting down your opposition, trashing the rules of order, trashing order in general, and charging in there like a bunch of spoiled four-year-olds demanding a trip to Valley Fair is, in fact, the height of democracy. 
We learned that this past week. Oh, we will talk about that later on in the broadcast here. Uh, saying 2 plus 2 equals 5, of course, uh, loudly and on cue, and not denying it for any reason, of course, is, uh, the, is, is the height of democracy, the absolute acme of, of the democratic idea. We saw that this past week as uh, trans demonstrators threatened a Turning Point USA rally and essentially kept them locked in a back room with their security guards under threat of violence for three solid hours until the police were able to escort them out. At one point, say, hey, we'll let you through if you pay us. <laughs> That's democracy, folks. Democracy in action, according to Big Left. But first and foremost, this past week we learned that democracy means never, ever, ever prosecuting criminals. According to... Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty. Now, first and foremost, to all of the DFLers in the House, this is exactly what we predicted. Uh, well, we, we predicted, in fact, that Mary Moriarty would uh, make criminal, uh, criminal activity a valid career in the Twin Cities. Because, of course, she, one of her core beliefs is don't prosecute people. F- look for means of restorative justice, which basically mean give them a pat on the back apologize for making their young lives difficult, and put them back out on the street. We saw that this past week. Now, let's set a little bit of the stage here. Uh, Up until about 2020, the DFL could respond to conservative concerns about the state of the Twin Cities with a, hey, they're growing. And and yeah, up until about 2020-ish, Really, between 2000 and 2020, both of the cities were growing after a fashion. Now, you could ask the the question, was it growing in the sense of uh, organic growth? People uh, who grew up here, born here, lived here, uh, continuing to raise families here? Or was it uh, more a matter of immigration, people being settled in the Twin Cities and people moving here for other reasons, say, to go to college and to spend a few years living in Urban life theme parks like Marcy Holmes uh, and the far south southern part of northeast Minneapolis, which, let's be honest, are urban life theme parks. If you live in downtown Minneapolis in, in one of the condos, you're living in an urban life theme park. By, by the way, the definition of urban life theme park uh, came to me this uh, yesterday, actually, uh, by people, uh, opponents of the notion of the 15-minute city that the urban theorists are talking about, where a proper city includes uh, everything you need to live within a 15-minute walk of where you live, which is great, except that, I mean, it's a fine idea and present, by the way, in most small towns. But, of course, they're not talking about small towns. They're talking about big cities. Cities should have a little bit of everything you need. Problem is, modern economics are such that if you build a city like that, the people who work at those places within 15 minutes cannot afford to live within 15 minutes of where they work. If the people who work in your urban environment, who sustain it, who support it, who ring the cash registers at your coffee shop, at your restaurant, at your small boutique grocery store, uh, can't afford to live within a 15-minute walk of all of these primo locations that uh, affirm your virtue signaling, if they can't afford to live there alongside you, then you're living in a theme park. What, you think the people at Valley Fair live in Valley Fair? Okay, some of them live in the dorms next door. Point being, if you you live in a place like this, like downtown Minneapolis, you don't live in a sustainable city. You live in a theme park, sort of like Vail, Colorado. You go there. Nobody can afford to live there. Nobody. I mean, Mark Dayton can afford to live there. He's got a place there. Mark Dayton had enough clout that he was able to get Minnesota Public Radio to build a repeater in Vail, Colorado. So he never had to miss Garrison Keeler or Carrie Miller or whatever it was that Mark Dayton pined for when he was out skiing in Vail. The people who work at the coffee shops and the bodegas and the, and the restaurants can't afford to live in, in Vail. No, you got to go 10, 20 miles out of town and look for the trailer parks. That's where the people who work in Vail live. That's the definition of an urban theme park. Anyway, Minneapolis and St. Paul were growing after a fashion with all the asterisks we just discussed. 
between 2020 2000, uh, 2000 and 2020, I should say. But that's come to a screeching halt and hit rewind. For the second year in a row, Minnesota's largest counties lost population as more people left than moved in. Both Hennepin and Ramsey County are shrinking. Uh, Mirabile Dictu. We'll talk about that and how this ties in with the Mary Moriarty, Keith Ellison flap that popped over this last couple days here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Oh, yeah, it's connected. You bet. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Epiphany Catholic School strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. You want to feel important? You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong? We felt that way too. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Rossman from Chisholm, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Attention, men who are frustrated about their decline in the bedroom. Hey guys, it's Chris with Twin Cities Premier Health. Don't want your love life dwindled to nothing and disappoint your partner. Whatever you call it, failure to launch or an equipment malfunction, we all know it happens. But there's a way better option than getting hooked on ED pills. At Twin Cities Premier Health, our acoustic wave therapy is fast, long-lasting, effective, and 100% safe. It's doctor-recommended and proven to work with over 50 clinical studies. No shots, no drugs, and no pain or side effects. We get to the root cause of your problem, which is really just a blood flow problem. And once we fix that, your love life will come roaring back. So move past the shame, embarrassment, and frustration. Call 952-395-2334. And when you book your visit this week, we're going to give you a special gift. One acoustic wave treatment totally free. You'll also get a free consultation and painless blood flow evaluation on your visit. This is an $800 value. Call now, 952-395-2334. That's 952-395-2334. Or visit us at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 the number to call. By the way, Act of Kindness could get you 5000 bucks as our annual kindness challenge. If you win, not only do you get five bills, but you get an additional five grand. You can donate to a wonderful organization in your name. It's made possible thanks to support from Estate Claim Services, GIF Shingles, and the Salvation Army. You can enter daily at am1280thepatriot.com and have an opportunity to complete additional acts of kindness for bonus entries. You can check in daily for prompts and ideas on how to bless those around you. By the way, the winner uh, chose to donate. I can choose to donate from one of five different organizations, including Angel Tree Prison Fellowship. Again, one of the great organizations that sort of puts it their money and their labor where their mouth is. This is what we love to see. At any rate, 651-289-4488, the number to call. AT&T employees, by the way, who work at the Namesake Building downtown, which has been there forever, will be heading out to Bloomington. Not for an off-site, actually for good. 
this summer. 400 employees leaving downtown, yet another company hitting the exits in downtown Minneapolis. How does this tie in? Well, exactly uh, with the, the flap over the uh, Keith Ellison taking over Mary Moriarty's, prose- uh, quote, prosecution of a homicide case. Well, crime is, uh, even though the DFL and their media lackeys uh, will deny it to their dying breaths, crime is making downtown Minneapolis uninhabitable. Hey, I go downtown all the time. Of course you do. Your odds of being a victim of a property or violent crime in Minneapolis are one in 4,000 every day. The odds are in your favor. Any given time, any given place in Minneapolis. Now, considerably worse if you're at Plymouth and Sheridan at 1 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Considerably better in the Skyway at noon on a Wednesday. But still, one in 4,000 overall, which is about half as good as it was five years ago. You liking those odds? That means over the course of 10 years, your odds of being victimized come up to about one in 10. How's those odds feel to you? At any rate... Uh, Hennepin County Attorney uh, Mary Moriarty, however, yesterday in a press conference that may have been a record setter in terms of being an absolute, let's just call it a refried burrito show, uh, was uh, (laughs) uncorked at uh, Keith Ellison, Attorney General Ellison, who took over the uh, prosecution of uh, actually at the governor's behest, took over the prosecution of the uh, alleged offenders in the Zaria McKeever case. Now, bear in mind, this is a case where uh, Mary Moriarty made a plea bargain that would have resulted in two juvenile murderers getting two years of probation in the case of Zaria McKeever, who was murdered uh, when a someone with gang ties got two juveniles who are largely immune to long-term consequences in our state to track down and kill ex-girlfriend Zaria McKeever. There's been backlash for reaching a plea deal, uh, including from the family, who no doubt voted for Mary Moriarty, but that's okay. Nobody deserves to deserve a, lose a daughter over politics, as well as, by the way, from Keith Ellison, who criticized the plea deal publicly at an event on Wednesday. Quote, uh, I'm sorry, uh, County Attorney Mary Moriarty, responded to the fact that Governor Waltz sent in Keith Ellison to, uh, to, to take over the case, given that the complete loss of confidence that's occurred in the county attorney's office over this past month, with a kind of, sort of good grace we've come to expect from her. Quote, I, I'm quoting the uh, Min Post here, Moriarty compared the intervention by Waltz and Ellison to state officials to Republican-led states who target progressive prosecutors and intervene by taking cases away. Uh, Quote, the governor and this attorney general are doing exactly, precisely what their opponents in the last election promised they would do, she said. Their actions here show that they really don't believe fully in democracy because they are stopping me from doing the job voters elected me to do. Only very recently, by the way, because they don't like this particular outcome. Ms. Moriarty. You've been in office for three months. Crime continues to remain at record levels. And you have promised in advance to give two alleged murderers probation. I would like to know what confidence you think you're entitled to from the voters of Hennepin County and the people of this state when your own governor... And an attorney general that endorsed you, what endorsed you, what endorsed you in the last election have to step in and do your job for you. Wait, what? Keith Ellison endorsed Mary Moriarty? Oh, yeah. In an election where the DFL needed a record turnout from Hennepin County to beat back a wave, which they got. And in an election where Keith Ellison barely squeaked out a victory over the far superior Jim Schultz, Keith Ellison endorsed Mary Moriarty. Quote, I am endorsing Mary Moriarty. This is from Mary Moriarty's website. I'm endorsing Moriarty because as Minnesota's Attorney General, I need a partner in Hennepin County that has the experience, (laughs) integrity, and vision <laughs> to make our communities more safe and more just. <laughs> oh, God. As the DFL endorsed candidate. Uh, 
I, I respect that Mary is also running a grassroots campaign. Mary is highly qualified and is ready to lead our state's largest prosecutor's office toward true safety and justice. <laughs> that was during the campaign. This past week, Attorney General Keith Ellison said Thursday he's pursuing justice by taking over a murder case in Henco after prosecuting uh, prosecutor Mary Moriarty reached a controversial plea deal with two teenage boys in killing the 23-year-old Zaria McKeever. The governor authorized Ellison to step in and clean up the mess that Moriarty made. Why, yes, I'm, I'm editorializing. This is the mess the DFL made. They own it. And I say this with all due sympathy and condolence to the McKeever family because no family deserves that. And I don't care who you vote for. No family deserves to go through this. No person deserves to be murdered. I mean, that should go without saying, but here we are in Mary Moriarty's Hennepin County. And that's something that does have to be affirmed. Because if murderers get off with two years probation, how is that any different than saying, we encourage you to do something horrible? When there are no consequences for doing horrible things, it is the same as encouraging it. Ergo, Mary Moriarty is encouraging murder. If you take away the consequences for a kid taking your car keys and your liquor and going for a drive, they will take the car keys and your car and your liquor. You expect what? Oh, I am going to love watching this over the next couple of weeks. Yesterday's press conference, by the way, was, I, I believe the term was refried bean show i believe that's the correct term let's let's uh let's let's let that one uh let's let this story stew till next week there's much more on this to come i have a hunch this week let's go to the phones in minneapolis kurt welcome to the northern alliance radio network you're on the air go right ahead thank you what a great segment and you know where this ends right you know where this ends right i I believe it ends with uh, a cold flint yeah, yeah, it doesn't end right. I, there's no political opposition to this. True. Mary Mirrority is a disaster, and they're going to fail her up just like they always do. Yep. And here's the thing: I'm in South Minneapolis, realtor landlord. I follow the demographics closely. We did just, you know, we got a little bit of growth. Yep. And because this is going to get worse, and this started pre-COVID, by the way, with yep. the removal of laws that they deemed unfair. Yep. And so what's going to happen is this trend is going to continue up, and it's not going to stop. The, the electorate has no, no, no choice because of the stranglehold the DFL has. And here's the thing. People will leave, right? Yep. But I'm, I'm working in this environment, and they, smart people will leave, but it's not going to shrink because there's three people waiting to get in. You've got a house anywhere to sell, even with a block from George Floyd Square. It's going to sell. These younger people don't seem to care about the crime rate, and I guess that's a good thing if you're a landlord like me. Yeah. I'm keeping my retention. But in Uptown, the graffiti is not just on the first floor now. It's three and four stories up. Yes. Now, how in the world in Uptown is the graffiti getting to be three and four stories up and the clueless electorate in the neighborhood looks at it like art yes i oh had enough God. i just can't hang it there do something to lower that blood pressure kurt we, we need you with it. but by the way great call thanks for calling in any old time 651-289-4488 yes absolutely we have a and by the way the the majority we have is a majority of white progressives of all ages everyone from the young bobbleheads that you see moving in to uh, yeah, a block off of George Floyd Square, where, uh, George Floyd Square, because I think it's the right thing to do, because they want to be where the social currents are. I, mean, it's, I, I was young and idealistic. Now I'm just middle aged and idealistic. I certainly am. And and by the way, and and going all the way up to the ELCU, ELCU haired oldsters in Kenwood who support it all while remaining splendidly isolated from it in Kenwood with their private police department. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, this is the nature of of all communist countries here. The uh, idealists and the people in charge get the, the, the better end of it. The folks in North Minneapolis, by the way, who did almost manage to stage an insurrection against the DFL machine and almost uh, got Ilhan Omar booted in favor of Don Samuels, who 
despite a little bit of last-minute DFL posture-mongering, made noises that weren't a whole lot different than Barry Goldwater for a while there during the early campaign when it came to law and order. Yeah, uh, the, the, the smart people are largely, largely going to move eventually. Not me. Not yet. I mean, in my own good time, I may walk away, but I'm not running. I'm Half my ancestors are Vikings. The other quarter of the remainder were Lowland Scots white trash. And yeah, we'll, we'll go uh, when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. But that's only because, well, those of us who love the fight are in the right place at the right time. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, Ray Hayes, uh, coming up to talk about national popular vote. Go nowhere. Privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply or play. Stop, opt out. Visit website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass? Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full-service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text EXTRA to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text EXTRA to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word EXTRA to 200-300. Don't wait. Text EXTRA to 200-300. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kowarski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, you can get yourself in on a 10-day adventure you'll never forget, the Stand with, with Israel Tour, coming up October 25th through November 3rd. You'll be joined by Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager, who will be broadcasting live on the trip. Making sure this is the most memorable trip of your life. Register today and get the full itinerary at am1280thepatriot.com. By the way, Dennis Prager alone worth the price of the trip. The guy knows Israel like, well, pretty much no non-Israeli in the world. So you want to check that. I wish I could go. I've got another trip in mind uh, this year. So uh, if you've been following the news, and, and most of you have, I know this much, you know that one of the great furors in America uh, every four years is over whether the Electoral College in its current form should uh, sh- should be the law, remain the law of the man or rem- remain how we select our president. 
I, I've made my views fairly clear over the years. Let's let's have an. Inter- I'm looking forward to a discussion on this with my next guest, uh, former California, I believe, senator. If I remember your bio correctly, Ray Haynes joins us. Ray, welcome to the Northern Alliance, and I hope I didn't botch that little bit of your bio already. Ray, welcome to the show. No, no, you you were fine. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, I I was in the California Senate for my entire term limit of eight years. And uh, describe a little, I mean, you've been out of it for a while now, as I, as I assume. I, mean, I believe you're a Republican, as I recall, and uh, certainly an endangered species in the California Senate today. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little more of your bio before we uh, dive into the matter at hand here. Sure. I did uh, uh, California term limits at the time I was there. You got six years in the Assembly. You got eight years in the Senate. I did my term limit in both. I was the Republican whip. Uh, in the Senate uh, for six of my eight years. I was the assistant Republican leader when uh, Kevin McCarthy was the leader um, of uh, a Republican leader in the Assembly. I I was chairman of the Constitutional uh, Amendments Committee in the Senate, and I was the national chair of the American Legislative Exchange Council, which is uh, an organization of conservative state legislators of about three. At that time, I know we were 3,000, 3,500 state legislators. Yep. Uh, identify as conservatives. So that's some of the things I did when I was in the legislature. Okay, yep, and I'm very familiar with Alec. That was a hot subject up here about 10, 12 years ago when uh, Alec was suddenly the greatest evil that ever befell mankind for about one election cycle. But that's another whole subject. I'm sure you may recall some of that. Anyway, Ray Haynes. So you are uh, here uh, to uh, speak in favor of the notion of the national popular vote. Uh, tell us how you uh, came around to this, uh, this this train of thought. Then we can disp- uh, discuss specifics, Ray Haynes. Sure. Actually, because of my relationship with Alec uh, uh, in one of the Alec meetings, uh, I'll start this way. Sure. If you go up, if you go up on YouTube and search "national popular vote," you will find the speech I gave against it on the floor of the California State Assembly. So I started out against it. I went to an Alec function, talked with the pro side, talked with the anti side, went back and forth, did one of those you know back and forth kind of things. Sure. Well, they said this, answer that. Uh, and I came back to the pro side and I said, you know, I think you guys have the better argument in this case, but I know I spoke against it and voted against it. I'm going to blame you guys for that problem. And the guy said, well, why is that? It's because you never took the time to talk to me ahead of time. And the guy said, yeah, because that we, we thought you were a lost cause. So we didn't spend the time. <laughs> I said, okay, fine. Sounds like my parents. Um, uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> well, that's, but that's how I, I, I got here. Um, because of that conversation, they approached me and said, well, you know, we would like to have a conservative voice on this. If you think we have the better argument, then, you know, we'd like to talk to you about it. And I said, well, just because I think you have a good argument doesn't mean I'm going to run around talking about it with everybody. Um, I need more convincing. And my issue at the time was the constitutional. Um, you know, was it consistent with the Constitution? I went through, did some research, and came to the conclusion that it was um, some of my uh, political mentors, if you will, if you will, had always thought that the, the the national popular vote would be better for the Republican Party on a national level. Um, so I, I trusted their political instincts. I was never a political guy. I was always the policy guy. Right. Um, and I started getting into the policy of it and the politics of it and came to the conclusion that, indeed, a national popular vote would be better for the conservative movement, uh, for the Republican Party, and, and for the country. And that's when I started talking about it. Okay, so what was the argument that convinced you? I mean, I, that, that's the part that intrigued me because I'm, I, I'm so conservative. They put me on the air. That should tell you something. And uh, and and I and for a variety of reasons that that we'll get into later. I I have been exposed to the arguments, at least some of the arguments, by Minnesota Republicans, of all people, and remain unconvinced. I mean, I think you probably know that via our mutual friend, Chris. I I remain unconvinced on the issue, but I am genuinely curious as to what the argument was that convinced you after giving the speech you gave on YouTube, which I took a quick look at. uh, What what was it that that, that tipped the scales for you, Raines? Well, what what tipped the scales for me was this sense, look, 80 percent, under under the current system, the winner-take-all law that's in effect in 48 of the 50 states, presidential campaigns come down to um, uh, basically 8 to 12 states, depending on the election and depending on the candidates, which means approximately 80% of the American people are left out of the discussion. 
they're they're they can vote, but they but nobody reaches out to them for their vote because they live in either a safe Democrat state or a safe Republican state. And what I found was, as a Republican, uh, uh, and just another piece of my background, I was one of the first 25 elected officials in the country to endorse George W. Bush in February of 1999. Right. Um, when then Governor Bush looked me in the eye and said, I'm going to campaign in California in 2000. Zoom forward to uh, 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 September of 2000. I'm on the phone with Carl Rove and 150 other Californians. And they said, well, gee whiz, thanks for the $70 million you sent us. Um, but we're going to spend every dime of it in Florida because this is going to come down to a few thousand votes in Florida. Right. Well, Rove was wrong. It didn't come down to a few thousand votes. It came down to a few hundred. Right. Um, and... I came to the conclusion that they made the exact right call. wasn't good for me as a California Republican, but it was the right call to make Bush president. So I said, well, what's the problem? I started getting into it, and I found, and I believe the problem came down to the, the system of, 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 of the, the winner-take-all laws. That was a problem. So I started looking at a congressional district system. I started looking at other ways of doing it. Figured out in 1823, uh, James Madison wrote a letter to George Hayes saying the congressional district system would never be adopted. And I, I said, oh, gee whiz, what, how, how could that happen? And then, of course, I look at the two largest states, California, uh, a Democrat-controlled state, and Texas, a Republican-controlled state. And, I, uh, and, of course, if California adopted a congressional district system. All they'd be doing is giving 10 electoral college votes over to the to the Republicans, which the Democrats in California would never do. Right. Same thing in Texas. All they would be all Texas would be doing is giving 10 electoral col- uh, college votes to the Democrats, which the Republicans in Texas would never do. So I saw the wisdom of James Madison's insight into the congressional district system. So I wanted a system that would actually make my constituents as a state senator. What I found, of course, was the founders put the decision on make uh, the method of electing the president of the United States in the hands of the state legislators. Um, the Constitution says each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors. Uh, Federalist number 45, again, Madison says the state's going to basically choose the system that is best for the state. And I figured if my constituents were going to actually have meaning in a presidential election that I was going to have to do something as a state legislator that would do that. And what I found from a Republican point of view, the more I got into it, you know, most Republicans are what I call leave me alone type voters. Um, they, they, they try to minimize their contact with government. And by the way, voting is contact with government. Yep. And so if they think their, their vote doesn't matter. They tend not to vote. And what you see across the country is in those areas, I call it the Big L. It's the mountain and Midwest states in the south where most of the conservatives live. Yep. Republicans I- ignore them for moderates in Cleveland and Miami because Ohio and Florida have been the traditional battleground states. So we get, like from George W. Bush, you know, our, I can give you a whole story on my conversations with Karl Rove and, and, and President Bush. But the bottom line was we got the we got Medicare Part D, which was the largest entitlement program since welfare, because Bush wanted to win the moderate voters, uh, moderate senior voters in Florida. We got no child left behind because the polling data data that the Bush people did figured out if they were going to win Ohio in 2004. And just just so you know. No Child Left Behind was the largest intrusion by the federal government into local control of school districts. Yep. Simply, be, simply because they found that the moderate voters in Cincinnati and Cleveland wanted some kind of federal uh, reform, if you will, of the education system. Both of those, in my opinion, were bad ideas. And for a fiscally conservative, local control kind of uh, uh, Republican, which is what I was, I... I, quite frankly, was very unhappy with the Bush administration for doing those things and pushing them through 
Congress over the objection of the Republicans at the time. You and me so both, Ray Haines. You, you and me both, Ray Haines. We are up on a break here right now, and I, I, I okay. want to let you finish your thought and, and insert a few of my own here because I've got questions, shall we say. But uh, okay. first of all, is there a place where people can go to find are – you, are, are you on behalf of any organization that can, people could look at to find out more if they're interested in finding out more? I might as well get the plug out of the way before we take the break. Certainly. It's nationalpopularvote.com, nationalpopularvote.com. All one word dot com. If you have questions for Ray Haynes, former California senator and national popular vote advocate, give us a call 651-289-4488 or uh, use the hashtag Narn Show on Twitter. Gab Parler, MeWe, Getter, but not Mastodon. We'll, uh, be, we'll, be, we'll be talking your questions, maybe a few of mine over the next segment here with Ray Haynes. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ. Be kind, and you could win $5,000 or a new roof for your home from Estate Claim Services, GAF, and the Salvation Army. Visit our fan club page to see the daily acts of kindness and enter to win. Then on April 17th, you could be awarded a new roof for your home and $5,000. Plus, have another five grand to donate to a deserving organization in your name. The Kindness Challenge from Estate Claim Services, GAF, and the Salvation Army. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gorka on voting in... 2024. Scott, what do you think of President Trump's uh, change of tack when it comes to uh, ballot harvesting? He's right. You're not going to like what I have to say, but if Republicans don't engage in an all-of-the-above approach to voting, meaning election day voting, early voting, early in-person voting, mail-in voting, absentee voting, and where legal ballot harvesting, number one, Arizona, 30% of machines stopped working on election day. Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, 500,000 Pennsylvanians already voted before the first and only debate. In Washoe County and Reno, it's snowed and 150,000 Republicans in Nevada stayed home on election day. We must engage in early voting, mail-in voting, and wear legal ballot harvesting. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. It's got Michelle Tafoya. She's talking politics. She's talking current events. She's talking lifestyle. She's talking sports. She's Michelle Tafoya. Need to say more. Go to uh, SalemPodcastNetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube. Just Google Michelle Tafoya Sideline Sanity. And you won't be you won't be disappointed. I guarantee it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. 
Talking with Ray Haynes uh, on why Republicans should support the popular vote. Ray Haynes, all points well taken from a conservative perspective. Uh, fair enough so far. Uh, to which I want to respond briefly before we go to the phones and take some uh, calls. By the way, your website once again, or the, the, nas- the National Popular Vote website, nationalpopularvote.com, for those who want to find out more. Uh, counterpoint. If, I may, add, you if may. I may add one thing, yes. there's a, uh, also a conservatives for nationalpopularvote.com. Conservatives. I will post both of those at shotinthedark.info when I get a moment to type uh, things out on the blog here. So shotinthedark.info, I'll I'll have all of that. So fair enough. Now, my response, you're from California, and you make a case where it makes sense for people in, say, California, Ohio, New York, Florida, Texas, etc. Now... Just a little bit of background. I come from the anti-California. I, I grew up and uh, came, got into adult life in North Dakota, the least California state in the union, and in so many ways. And there's a keen sense in the small states that without the electoral college, the entire electoral vote, I'm sorry, the entire, well, the entire popular vote comes down to really almost entirely a battle for the voters in New York, California, Ohio, Florida, Texas, maybe Pennsylvania. The the six or seven most populous states are where the where the popu- uh, where the popular vote is. I mean, under the electoral college, even Barack Obama had to put in an appearance in Fargo just to raise the flag and and keep some chance of of, of winning those electoral votes out in the rural west it didn't work well for him but but them's the breaks uh, there's a very real sense in places like well in the republican l that you described especially the great plains the sparsely populated intensely red states of the great plains and the rockies all the way down through uh down through texas and on east uh that they the electoral college at least vis-a-vis the who runs the executive branch is pretty much all that stands between them and vassaldom at this point. Uh, that's one objection I have. And, and but by the way, the legislature of my native North Dakota actually put their uh, votes where their mouths were and passed a rule saying that uh, if national popular vote were uh, they, they considered a law, I should say, saying that if national popular vote were passed, they would not report the state's popular vote until after the electoral college met. Uh, something that has been floated as a tactic by anti-national popular vote uh, parties in the rural West. Uh, the, the idea that small states outside the top 40 in population uh, would be vassals under a national popular vote system. Uh, your response to that, how do you respond when you hear that? I'm sure it's not the first time. Sure. My, my first response is if you take a look at the system as it's organized right now with winner take all, the small states are already vassal states. Um, there are 13 small states, uh, and that's states with four or fewer electoral college votes. Six are reliably Democrat, six are reliably Republican, and get absolutely no attention from the presidential candidates right now. The only one that gets any attention is uh, New Hampshire, and it is a battleground state. Right. So, I mean, the, the first thing happens is you're, <laughs> you're already irrelevant to the discussion, and to use your term, you're a vassal state. Under a popular vote, and I always I always used my Senate seat campaign as an example to let you know California state Senate seats are bigger than a congressional seat. Right. I had I had a million voters in my district. Kind of a tiny Senate I, in California. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we got 40 members. Uh, a million voters were in my were in my seat. Thirteen yep. percent of my 13 percent of my vote came out of the San Diego County part of my district. But they voted for me 85 percent. In other words, 85 percent of that 13 percent came out of my or came out of that San Diego district. They were my peeps, to be real, to be real blunt about it. Uh-huh. Uh, hardcore conservatives. And they turned out and voted for me. And they overcame the the 40 percent of my district was in Riverside, which I, it was the big city that I tended to lose. But that 13 percent overcame the, the margin, if you will, uh, of the 40 percent. If you have a national popular vote, and particularly for Republicans, um, those Midwest conservatives become incredibly important because they're going to have to come up with an agenda to turn them out to vote and to activate them to make sure they maximize uh, that that turnout and the, the percentage. Now it's not a function of how big you are as a state. It's a function of how big the margin is in your state. If you're turning out 80% of the vote for a Republican 
in North Dakota, that's a big deal. Because now every single vote in every single state matters in every single election. I use Oklahoma as the best example. Uh, Oklahoma and Los Angeles are about the same size uh, uh, population-wise. L.A. turns out 81%. Yep. Okay? In a presidential election, that's because the government unions out there have to turn out the vote in order to win local elections. Republicans tend to rely on the civic duty you should vote kind of idea. Oklahoma, so you got L.A. at 81%, Oklahoma at 50%, because, you know, it's, I mean, it, it turns out for the Republicans, and most of the Republicans there are thinking, gee whiz, Republicans going to win governor, the Republicans going to win uh, the U.S. Senate, the Republicans going to win the congressional seat, yada, yada, go all the way down the term. And so if they got something else to do, uh, one of my good friends was a state senator in Oklahoma, talked to his wife one day, and she says, well, gee whiz, they have five daughters. And she says, look, one of them's got dance class, one of them's got drama, one of them's got soccer, one of them, and I got to drive them all around that, and then I got to make dinner. So it's, Why should I go vote? So, so it's a matter of soft peddling the, the federal the aspects of federalism that speak for the national, I'm sorry, for the Electoral College and more of a matter of, of moving numbers from the sound of it then, which there's a case to be made for that, and you're making that case. I want to go to the phones. We have a. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. We have a caller who's been waiting patiently. Chris in Bloomington, uh, you got 30 seconds with Ray Haynes. Go right ahead. Okay, I got two uh, different points here. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, two, uh, well, I want to say that not only do I want electoral college nationally, but I think I think state by state uh, we could have we should have uh, electoral college within the state, uh, which is like uh, within New York state and uh, like Illinois uh, does not should not be ruled by just Chicago, you know, and and also um, if I think the main problem here is uh, nationally is that because the electors are no longer chosen by. Uh, the legislatures, I think, the the the, the uh, view is that um, the, the the people uh, think that their vote doesn't count. Whereas, point well would... taken, Chris. And we are up against the clock. At Ray Haynes, I want to give you the last word here. Your response to Chris. We got about thirty seconds here. Uh, real quickly, look, we haven't. The legislature hasn't chosen uh, uh, electors since eighteen sixty. Um, bottom line on the thing is. What the founders did was put the decision in the state, and the state chooses what's best for the state. When a system ignores 80% of the states, it's a broken system. We need to do something to change it. And this is uh, the national popular vote is a way to make every single vote in every single state matter in every single election. Ray Haynes. Republicans uh, in Minnesota need it. Yeah, there, there, you've, you've, there's a case to be made. Ray Haynes, I would welcome a chance to do this again. Thank you very much. Have a blessed Easter weekend. Thank you for your time. Let's do this again sometime. You bet. I'd love to. Absolutely. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. We'll be right back with Sam Sorbo. Go nowhere. You could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved. You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept called the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people People who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're 50 or older and want a bigger, better retirement, call Mitch Lyons Wealth to get a free copy of this brand new movie at 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you'll get it completely free. Plus, I'll include a copy of my book, Retirement of Steel, and I'll even pay your shipping and handling. No credit card required. Call right now, 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. Epiphany Catholic School strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. 
adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.